What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. Do you want even more content? Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at KDJTV611, or follow me on Twitch, subscribe to me on YouTube. The handles are the same. It's KDJTV. But without further ado, I know why you guys are here. Let's go play some ball. What is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. I'm going to get it out in the open now. Stop yelling at me. I'm sorry I missed last week. Your boy did not have a voice. I was at two weddings the weekend before I usually record, and my voice was absolutely shot. But I'm back now. I'm back to sounding beautiful. And I have Nutsy Poo here with me. Super excited for this. Nutsy, what is going on, my man? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. I always enjoy doing podcasts. I always enjoy doing this kind of stuff. So thank you so much for having me. And we're going to start off right off the bat with just gassing this guy up. So Twitch partner in the last week. Congratulations. Thank you. This man is a lawyer by day, streamer by night, now Twitch partner by night, uh, TikToker extraordinaire. And if I do say so myself from being in his streams a handful of times, one of the nicest guys in our community, and it's not close. So, I mean, how do you find the energy to do all the things you do and not be a piece of shit when you're doing them? I mean, I don't. I drink a lot of G Fuel. Um <laughs> Thank you. No, I don't, but shout out (laughs) Swan and Daddy Dimu for giving me their their promo codes. Um, but no, man, it's hard. Like eight to five grinds, being a lawyer, obviously not the not the world's most easy job. And then on top of it, you come back and like, you know, if I'm not creating content, whether it be on TikTok, YouTube, or Twitch, I am grinding MLB the show so I can create content when I go live. Like it's hard. It is time management is by far the hardest part of my my day-to-day routine um without a doubt and uh you know I try to because obviously I have a girlfriend on top of it and she lives out of town so that's part of the reason I don't stream on weekends is trying to foster like relationships with my family my Mm -hmm. girlfriend that kind of stuff um so finding time for sleep being a lawyer content creation and relationships it is ruthless ruthless well you make it happen, and I'm sure, first of all, if you're listening to this, this episode and you don't know who Nutsy is, I don't know what your problem is. So go find him. All the links, relevant links, will be in the description on YouTube. We'll post them on Twitter. He'll plug himself at the end of the show. But definitely go follow this guy. Um, and one of the things that I just wanted to start out with, because I am now just starting with it, is TikTok. Mm-hmm. I've made two TikToks. Is that what we call them? Do we call them talks? What do we call them? Uh, TikToks are fine. Okay. Call we, them talks. We, Time on the clocks. I don't know. Yeah, we, we can play with a little bit, but <laughs> I, I've made two of them. Uh, my very first one was like eight seconds and it got 750 views. And in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of TikTok, I know that's a drop in the bucket. But at the time, I had nine whole followers. So can you please explain to me how in the hell TikTok works? Because that seems like a big number to me. That is uh that is the enigma, right? No one actually knows how the algorithm of TikTok works. It feels like you throw, you know, throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. Um, 
I know I got involved with TikTok because of Graceful Swan. Like Graceful Swan oh, is kind huge. of the godfather of mm-hmm. TikTok for the MLB the show community. And he's up to closing in, I think, on 300,000 followers on TikTok, which is crazy. And you see the growth he's had on YouTube and mm-hmm. Twitch Massive. as a result of that. Massive. So I think everyone kind of jumped on the trend last year. Uh, I joined in April of last year, mostly just to watch the funny videos, less mm-hmm. so on the content. But I spent like six months, seven months, just putting out content here and there. Um, in November or December of last year, I got super, super into it. And I was like, you know what? I'm really going to go at this. But of course, MLB The Show in November is dead as dead can be. Dead. So yeah. <laughs> I jumped in and was like, you know what? Madden just recently came out. The next gen version of Madden just recently came out. So I made my whole TikTok on things that I wanted to see changed in Madden. I'm a big franchise gamer. I love franchise modes. Mm -hmm. Madden's franchise was not good last year. (laughs) And I I started my TikTok series on just um, what I would like to see changed in Madden. And before I knew it, they started hitting. Um, And then, you know, over the last seven months, we've gained 40,000 followers on TikTok, 1.4 million likes, and it just, you never know what video is going to hit. So, I mean, the biggest things that have worked for me specifically are post twice a day, if you can. Um, Some people say to post three times a day, but I think that's kind of overkill. Feels like a lot. Post twice a day. Try to post every single day. If you take you miss a day, you only post once a day. It's not the end of the world. But try to be consistent with your uploads. Because like I said, the coolest part about TikTok um, is it doesn't feel like your following really plays into the algorithm all that much. Uh, it's mostly about the, um, the, the interaction you're farming on your videos. So you can have someone with 10, 10 followers, but all of a sudden they post a hilarious 15 second clip and it gets shared, it gets comments, it gets liked. And then uh, the cool part about TikTok is it pushes it out to initial batch of people and how the reactions occur in that initial batch of people uh, impacts whether or not it gets pushed out to a bigger batch of people. Mm -hmm. And each batch assuming you do well in every batch you just get pushed out to wider and wider audiences as it goes so uh, i mean the really cool part about that is unlike something like youtube where you're following really plays into the algorithm um tiktok it doesn't you can be a relative relatively small content creator and blow up overnight Mm -hmm. with just a couple of videos um so the big the biggest thing is consistent consistently uploading i think that that helps a lot Generally, you try to keep your hashtag usage to like four or five hashtags at most. Okay. You generally want it to be uh, relevant to the content you're making. Don't just use promoted tags because they're promoted. It will confuse the TikTok algorithm because it won't know what community to send your video out to, mm-hmm. which will result in less interaction and ultimately result in you getting sent out to less people. Um I've had mixed results with using trending sounds. I generally don't do it in my videos. I know a lot of people who swear by it. So that's hit or miss for me. Um, But the the biggest thing by far is be consistent. Like if you're consistent and eventually you're going to find your niche on content. For me, it's been MLB, the show tips and tricks. Um, And eventually one video will hit. And then that'll bring followers onto your page. And then before you know it, once one video hits, you kind of hit a stream. The, the biggest thing that I've noticed on TikTok is like 
if you have one video do really well, you can almost guarantee the next three to five videos are going to do very well. Because it's almost like, exactly. Yep. Yep. And then um, if you do have a couple of videos that don't do very well, don't get discouraged. Just keep posting it out. And like I said, you never know what's going to stick. And, you know, you just mentioned it now and we talked about it before we started recording. Discoverability is so different on TikTok. YouTube, Mm -hmm. very hard to get discovered unless you have the following. Twitch, I mean, they don't do much to push smaller streamers discoverability. So if you could just give us a snapshot of like you said, November is really when you started using TikTok. Mm -hmm. What's your follower count, subscriber count then? And then like how instantly or how long did it take to get to work? I mean, you're a partner now. That, that's yep. wild. It's been what, so, six months, seven months, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it really, really happened overnight. So like my concurrent average on Twitch for most of my streaming journey has been kind of stuck at that 20 viewer wall, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the big Twitch streamers talk about that 20 viewer wall. I was stuck there for, you know, eight months. And I literally thought about giving up content creation because mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, where do I go here? Um, and then I started posting consistently about Madden. And at that time, like my first videos that started doing really well, I had maybe 200 followers on TikTok at that point. And then every video you'd see like another 100 followers, you'd see another 200 followers. And by the time MLB The Show, the week before MLB The Show launched, I had 15,000 followers on TikTok. I posted one video about what I was going to do day one when MLB The Show came out. And it completely shifted my community on TikTok from wow. Madden into MLB The Show. Just one video. It's like that, yeah. that simple. Well, simple, I say in air yeah. quotes. But, yeah. but that, I mean, I was the, if you searched MLB The Show 21, I was a top five video on that hashtag for like the first three and a half, four weeks that's after wild. launch. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that really, really helps you grow in other places, though. So, like I said, a week before MLB The Show launched, I had 15,000 TikTok followers. The next week, I had 28,000 TikTok followers. And the Tuesday before MLB The Show launched, I streamed to an average of 24 people. The Wednesday before MLB The Show launched, I streamed to an average of 50 people. Damn. The Thursday night that MLB The Show launched, I streamed to 500 average concurrent. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. And that's literally how my growth went on Twitch. It was instantaneous. So, and then, I mean, that 500 concurrence night, I mean, on top of a brand new game being in front of you, do you even like know how to handle chat? And I don't say that as like, obviously you're a very bright guy, but Jesus, that's so different. It was, it was unreal. Like it went from like, I literally based my, uh, my streaming, uh, like how I like to stream is try to respond to every single message I get, mm-hmm. unless it's something that like is outlandish or it's a troll comment or something. Yeah. Like I'm trying to respond to everyone. It was the first time in my life I had to throw it into slow mode to be able wow. to maintain yeah. that because it's like, a lot easier to do 20 than 500. Yeah. <laughs> chat was just going crazy. And of course you're launching this game to a whole new audience. So mm-hmm. all of these people were coming in saying like, what do I do first? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And um, to be like an average 20 to average 20 viewers the whole time you've been streaming. And then all of a sudden be top five, 10 of the MLB, the show directory at launch yeah. was that's crazy. That's dumb. Was crazy. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. Like I, it was just the craziest. Like I, you know, averaging 20, I went live. I pressed go live. 
I went go live simultaneously on TikTok because I like to do that a lot of the time. And within three minutes of me going live, I was over 200 viewers. Wow. And I, like, it was jarring. I, I was losing my mind because I had never like your, seen your that stream kind of starting screen probably was just ending and like there's already crazy. all these people in there. Yeah. yeah. That's so, crazy. um, one of the things though, speaking of stream starting screens, one of the things that over the last month, um, that I've dropped is my stream starting screen. I will mm-hmm. just go full cam straight from oh, go live. live. Yeah. yeah. So I can, you know, say hi to every single person that goes in because one of the things that I always noticed is when I used to stream starting screen, um, I would, my notification would go out and I jump up to like 15, 20 viewers. And by the time I was talking, I'd be under 10. So like, you know, a lot of people don't like coming in and looking at a countdown for five minutes before the stream starts. But if you're there to just talk to the people as they come in, it uh, seems like people are a lot more receptive to that. That's an interesting it's, perspective. It's I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, shout out to Harris Heller, <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Gaming. Uh, it really throws down a lot of good tips. And that was one that I've taken and it seemed to be really, really successful. But then... The craziest part about the the kind of Twitch journey, right? So 500, 500 concurrent for that first night of launch. The second night of launch, I'm still sitting 250, 300 concurrent. Um, and then I've kind of whittled back down to like 120, 130 concurrent, which mm-hmm. I say, you know, whittled down. That's still a whole lot of. Oh, that's still a fantastic viewership on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's stayed pretty consistent since launch. And we're coming in on two months since launch. And it's stayed pretty consistent that um so after that it took me about i want to say two weeks after launch to be at that 75 number to apply for twitch partnership Mm -hmm. and i I got the rejection pretty quickly which i figured there was no chance i was going to get accepted very very few people get it that first try maybe even that second try yeah first try was uh, i thought there was very little chance First of all, because barely anyone gets accepted first try, but also because I went from 20 viewers to 500 viewers in yeah. two days. There wasn't like necessarily that. longevity there. <laughs> no. yeah. It looked so bad analytically. <laughs> so they said reapply in two to three weeks. I reapplied again in two to three weeks, uh, got rejected again. And that was when I reached out to Twitch personally and asked them like what what I needed to do. And they said that I was really close and they just wanted to see a couple more weeks of analytics to make sure it was, I was someone they wanted to bring on to the partner program. It's pretty fair. Yeah. So two weeks after I applied a couple of days after that, I got the acceptance and here we are. (laughs) Yeah. So I, uh, I've been doing this podcast, I think in July, it'll be a year every week. Well, took a little break in the middle because of significant computer issues, but those Mm -hmm. are a thing of the past. Um, So I at first was not going to get into streaming. I was like, you know, this will be my niche. I'm not super great with technology. All the cords and things instantly overwhelm me. I was like, I'll just do my podcast. We'll have fun with that. Then I eventually got into wanting to stream. It took me 13, 13 days to get affiliate, which I understand is, you know, a small percentage of uh, followers and things like that. And I thank everybody who listens to this podcast who helped me out. Cause I know you did. That's still pretty quick. It took me 27. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 13 days is pretty good. You'll take I was, that. I was reaching out to friends and family, but I mean, yeah, still, still yeah. works. I got there and you know, I'm, I'm probably around like four or five average viewers right now, which mm-hmm. the fact that anybody wants to see me play this game is, is good enough for me, but you know, you don't want to do something even if it's for fun, I admit this is all for fun. I'm not trying to get rich out of this, but 
you don't want to do something for fun that you know you're putting your best effort into and then not see any growth when you're doing yeah, it consistently. Totally. Now, again, I've only been affiliate for two months, maybe not even, like almost two months. Mm-hmm. So I'm not expecting, again, to just grow instantaneously. But any way that I can get my name out there, like a TikTok thing, I- I'm going to do my best to do it. So what, what I have now is like a little note on my phone of just TikTok ideas. Mm-hmm. I have like three. And, and I know a lot of, a lot more of the stuff maybe will come from recording gameplay. You never know when something crazy will happen, exactly. you, you know, whatever it is. But when you try to plan out content, how do you go about that kind of stuff? Uh, SDS makes it really easy on me. Right. So like my niche on uh, MLB, the show TikTok is literally news updates, tips and tricks. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Sony San Diego is great about dropping content so regularly that I almost... And they let you know when it's coming. Exactly. So I almost always have new content to record because it could be as simple as reviewing the three bosses for, mm-hmm. you know, the third inning. Or it could be uh, as simple as telling my TikTok community that Darren O'Day tips his pitches. Like, it, it's Which just... people still don't believe, but yeah, very much I know. it's It yeah. blows my mind that people still <laughs> don't get that. I had a lot of people in my in my comments on that TikTok, which it's, I posted it last night. It's closing in on a hundred thousand views. Um, I have so many people in that comment section saying you're lying. You're lying. Why are you lying? It's like, no, man, this has been known for years in the yeah. MLB, the show community. This is yeah. not new news. And every year it makes its rounds for like a couple yes. weeks. And then people <laughs> kind of forget like last year in like the second half of the game cycle, everyone was like, Oh, remember he tips his pitches. And yeah. then it was, people still didn't realize it and they just moved on. It blows my mind, Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, where were we at? I was trying (laughs) to remember. Planning out, well, planning planning out content, it sounds like, it sounds like you don't really have to plan out because you just go with whatever they're giving you. Exactly. And you know, if there's days where it's a little bit dry on the news, um, that's where the gameplay Mm -hmm. pops in, right? Like I don't consider myself an elite MLB, the show player by any means. I feel like I'm very average at the Mm -hmm. game. But, you know, you never know when you have those crazy moments, whether it be like a glitch situation, you rage at the game, whatever it might be. Um, those kind of things are just essentially farming content. So uh, I like to keep it fresh. I like, you know, I do a lot of the news. I do a lot of the tips and tricks. And then I, I try to throw some gameplay stuff in that. Um, the interesting thing is my news videos and my tips and tricks videos very rarely bring people from my TikTok into my Twitch. Okay. But when I post my gameplay, I'll notice that for the next 12, 14 hours after I post gameplay, I'll have a steady stream of followers Mm -hmm. gaining on my Twitch, even while I'm offline. Um, A vast majority of my TikTok growth, I would say, over to my Twitch is actually from going live simultaneously on TikTok and also on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, which I know is kind of a fuzzy gray area with Twitch's terms of service. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was worth the, the risk was worth the reward for me yeah. on that. Like, you know, if I caught a small ban on Twitch or whatever it might be, it wasn't going to be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I could change my practices, but um, when you go live on TikTok and you have like 10, 15 people, 20 people in your live and you say, Hey, I'm also live on Twitch. You'd be like shocked how no, many of those people there. just come yeah. up, willing to come over yeah. and watch the gameplay and then, you know, still get the same experience. So that's, that's kind of how a lot of the TikTok to Twitch growth went. So, you know, and you mentioned the gameplay. So a, a little bit of a humble break here. I normally open the show telling people how I'm doing in the game. And so 
I just made World Series yesterday. First nice. time in 21. Congrats. I made it a handful of times last year, so it still mm-hmm. feels good. You know, you don't lose yeah. the feeling. Yeah. Um, I've never played this well in my life. This season, I went 13-0 and with a 2.74 ERA, and I pitched with analog. I'm an analog pitcher. You're oof. See, that was my... 2.74 ERA, 0.72 whip, made World Series. And then when I was done with the run, I did the whole 7-0 and last stretch in one day, a couple mm-hmm. hours or whatever it was one run games, walk off home runs. None of them were blowouts. Cause I don't hit as well as I pitch. Yeah. That's I'm me done too. with my world series run. I'm pumping my chest. I'm screaming in my apartment. And then I go, shit, I should have recorded this. Yeah. When you're even offline, do you record uh-huh. every single time you play? So just in I'm case, be honest, like I don't play comp games unless I'm streaming. Like really? I'm okay. not, I'm not playing BR off stream. I'm not playing, um, rs off stream unless like i'm just bored mm-hmm. and and in which case like a lot of times i just don't want to go through the rigmarole of like turning on my camera yeah, being yeah. presentable trying to like comment over the gameplay i'm just there to like you know kind of grind out enjoy mm-hmm. if i'm playing off stream i'm playing like conquest i'm the playing stuff the things nobody that wants I, to yeah see. exactly exactly yeah. which i'm actually surprised like a good chunk of my viewers are willing to chill out with me and enjoy that offline grind it's a much less stressful stream yes it is yeah um but so I, I generally don't play comp unless I'm streaming. Like tonight, mm-hmm. for example, I'm sitting at 840 right now is my rating. Oh, make that push. So make that's that push. that's going to be the plan tonight is trying to make a World Series push. We'll see. Um, hopefully like three, four games will get me there if if we play well tonight, um, which would be my first World Series ever. Oh, you, so, you got to get it. So yeah, I, I know. I started yesterday at 752 and it only took me seven games. So where you are, you probably three or four games. Hopefully you don't match up on legend. I purposely like friendly quit all the games that were on legend. Cause I know I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, especially man. It seemed like Garrett crochet on legend. Ooh, oh, I'll tell you that. Not looking forward. I mean, this is a tangent here and we're going to talk about the actual game itself eventually, but Edward Cabrera, whenever you face him on yeah. all-star, even on all-star, he's disgusting on hall of fame. You can't touch him. Edward Cabrera is something different. That's how I feel about Corbin Burns and Edward Cabrera has the sinker, but it's like two, three miles per hour faster. And that's miserable. So yeah, both of them uh, are terrible to face. Honestly, (laughs) I was not a good online player last year. I ended up being like 60 and 30 or 70 and 40 online, which is decent. Like that's, that's okay. If you're above 500, you're good in my book. That's how I look. So, um, but last year, my biggest issue is I can't hit. Like, I'm not a consistent hitter. And last mm-hmm. year, the pitching was so inconsistent. Yes. Like, I'd be dotting people. Then all of a sudden, I tried to throw a circle change, and I'd be barely off perfect input and hang it right down the middle of the plate and mm-hmm. give up a three-run home run. And I don't feel like I am doing that this year with pinpoint pitching. Like, I, you know, I just dot dots all day. And yeah. that's that's the only way I'm making the grind that I am right now. Well, it also seems like, and maybe they did this purposely, because pitching is much better hall of fame to me as a batter is harder than it's ever been. Yes. I don't know if it's because pitches are moving different. I don't know if it's because pitches are going where they're supposed to. Yeah. It even seems faster and PCI seems smaller. Like, I don't know. I've always been long on the, they shouldn't change pitch speeds up competitive difficulties. Totally Um, agree. Like set the, you know, if you want set also our hall of fame as the baseline. I think it needs to be hall of fame. Yeah. And just, Call it a day. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, especially because as you're grinding up ranked seasons, you never know what difficulty you're going to be playing on. Mm-hmm. On the plus side, they fixed it this year, whereas, so you know, yeah, you're yeah. like, you're, you're guaranteed 
to be if you're you know the higher setting you're going to be playing on your difficulty whether rather it being like a coin flip but still like you know on this world series push i, I never know when i'm going to catch a legend game all of a sudden mm-hmm. and like knowing that it's going to feel significantly faster and my pci is going to be the size of a p is just absolutely miserable just miserable I, I, yeah i will say winning at that level feels different so my my world series game yesterday was against a reasonably good player, like no better than me, I, in my opinion, based on the way the game went. He gets some fluky two-run lead in the 11th inning. So obviously we start with the base runner on second. We go through mm-hmm. the whole bullshit, whatever it is. He takes a two-run lead, and then he brings in Sean Doolittle out of the pen. And I'm like, oh, sir, this is the worst person you could have brought in because God, is he bad. Yeah. With a runner on second, his first pitch is a 98-minor meatball to Mike Trout, who goes dead yes. center. We tie yeah. the game. And then Steve Finley, who I don't think I've ever been in more of a slump with, I play at ship it. And yeah. boy was oh, it a ship you at would. Home run. Oh, boy was man. it a ship it home run. And I walked off to, to make World Series. I just I just like ship it because I feel like I get what I earn more than I do at other places. Do you are you PS4 still? No, PS5. You're I, not I just, playing with a custom? Really? I, I haven't like had the motivation to sit down for several hours and make one. I know I can just get one out of the vault, but I don't know. Yeah, it's I like I like rocking the custom stadiums. One of the best parts about this year's game, I've turned off crossplay, and I don't think I've played a ship a game yet this year. And that is incredible because like laughing mountain and ship it going into those games last year mm-hmm. when you knew you couldn't pitch you were like, all right, well, I better put up 15 runs here. Otherwise, I have no shot at winning this game. Well, see, I know that's another reason I play it, Ship It. In my opinion, I feel very confident on the mound. And, of course, there will always be some fluky home runs, but I am confident I'll get the benefit of Ship It more so than my opponent will. Okay. Unless I'm playing an absolute goon and then all bets are off and I might as well just quit. Yeah. Yeah, I um, haven't run into, like, any any of the Kreiner Hainas of the world out there this run, which has been just glorious in the first rank season early on. I played tap Scott. Oh yeah. Good and luck. Oh my God. Oh, to offer to friendly instantaneously. Absolutely shit upon last year. I played uh rebel. Yeah. And that was a not fun. Yeah. Um, but I think those are the only two people I've matched up with where I knew going into it. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I've caught Ray. Uh, Ray Cheesy once and he just yeah, shelled no me. Yeah. Yeah. It was not, a, it was not a good time. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm not at the level of those guys. Like I understand I'm very much Tim the tap man. People are not coming in to watch my grade A <laughs> gameplay. Like you they are there for different credit. reasons. <laughs> you got to give I yourself mean, some more credit. I don't know what I heard someone say, like statistically, if you're making championship series, you're like a top 10% player on the game. Like, oh, I wouldn't doubt it at all. And that's kind of crazy to me. It feels like, it feels like it shouldn't be that high. But. I think a majority of people, a vast majority of people, will not go past All-Star. So for some people, Battle Royale pitch beats very hard. You know, and everyone's at different gaming levels. Some people, I mean, I'm sure most people don't play it as often or as seriously as like me or you do. But at the same time, Hall of Fame's hard. <laughs> Hall yeah, of Fame's really is. hard. I would love to see BR go Hall of Fame, to be honest. Or maybe have like a Hall of Fame tier of BR. Yeah. And your rewards are a little juicier or something. I don't know. Because it's 
BR is hard. It's ruthless because like you're already dealing with super low rated pitchers, Mm -hmm. but then on top of it, like the amount of fluke that goes on in BR runs where you're just like, all right, late, no PCI bloop over the third. And then all of a sudden it's a six run inning. You're like, have the sliders, all sorts of wonky. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't understand it. And those, the people who are demons and just like, you know, Kyle 23 out here rocking like five flawlesses. And you're just like, what are you? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I went, I've never gone 12 and 0. Yeah. I had a 10 and 0 run this year. Okay. And that's like the farthest I've gone. Like I'm usually in like the five or six range and then I immediately lose. I'm feeling better about maybe having a shot at 12 and 0. Yeah. But I feel like if I do it once, I'll never play it again. Yeah, that's fair. Like I, I mean, got it out of the way, wash my hands of this godforsaken mode. I'm done. And that's I, honest to God. If I hit 900, if I, if it, if I make world series and rank seasons, I'm not touching rank seasons for the rest of the season. Like oh, I, I make world series and I'm done. I'm not touching have, it until the new season starts. I'm going to finish TA two. I'm going to do yep. all the other stuff. I haven't done yet. I have no urge at all to play this game on legend. Nope, I'm not trying to be top 50. There's no, nope. and I wouldn't make it anyway, but like, there's no reason to continue ranked at that point. And the craziest part is like top 50, you were almost guaranteed to top 50 last year. If you hit like 11, 20, 11, 30 last, the last season of top 50 was like 1200s. Yeah. That like, what are we mind. doing? Absolutely. <laughs> to, to play that many games on legend and not blow your brains out. is just, I, I couldn't do it. Um, oh man. The first time I'm like, all right, Garrett crochet, chase him out of the game. Probably not <laughs> chase him out of the game. Let's be honest. He threw eight flawless innings and someone's coming in for the close. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, goose gossage. Enjoy this. Another hundred. Yeah, he might hour. be less fun to go against. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So we're going to really quickly uh, take a quick break here. We've got another half an hour or so of nutsy coming up. The man's got to go stream. So we got to get him out of here, but we're going to hear from our friends at Thrive Fantasy really quickly. As always, always excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy, daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like those other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose five of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible, and you could win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to make money during the rest of this MLB season, use promo code the show the pod. That is promo code the show the pod. When you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant twenty dollar bonus on your very first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store, or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And lastly, we're going to hear from our friends at Dugout Creative. If you're on YouTube, do you like this shirt? Free Joe Kelly? You can get this at Dugout Creative. Uh, www.dugoutcreative.com, promo code or coupon code KDJTV. That'll get you 15% off your entire order. Uh, they have tons of cool shirts. Uh, free Joe Kelly. Uh, it seems like the entire MLB The Show community is now getting deals with them. So uh, go buy people's merch. Support people doing cool things. And even if it's not me, support somebody else. Uh, dugout creative. Uh, what, what's the tagline here? Be curious, be adaptable. I have it in my notes. Um, so we're back with Nazi. He never left, but I've, you know, been ignoring him for a couple minutes. I kind of got, you, you need to put me in. I was going to say, you need to put me in contact with dugout creative. Cause I love their stuff. <laughs> I have a lot of their stuff. And now that they're working with the whole MLB, the show community, why wouldn't they want to work with the newest partner? Yeah. They're not working with me as much as they're working with daddy D, but I do have myself a promo code. So <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Um, 
I, we kind of talked about the game a little bit. What I want to talk about now is you are a man of law. Mm-hmm. You practice it. I don't know if you preach it, but you practice it. And uh, <laughs> MLB I preach the show, it eight to five. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> MLB The Show 21 uh, has a bunch of idiots on it. And I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you're not one of them. But it doesn't matter what we say because people are still going to do dumb shit. But what are what are your rules? What are your laws of MLB The Show 21? What are the absolute no-nos that people should just like stop doing yesterday? Uh, R2 spam? Yes. Should not R2 spam. That's like Article 1 of my Constitution. <laughs> Even on analog, R2, I don't yeah, appreciate yeah. it. R2 spam's all bad. Um, bunt dancing? is a hard pass on that one chief mm-hmm. uh unless you just hit a ball 500 feet do not replay your home run i will but, say sometimes i don't bunt dance that's a whole separate category but if someone like robs a home run uh, against me or like dots me up in like a key situation i'll tap them a little bunt forward just as like i got you i see you i don't know okay. if they receive it that way but that's, that's my intent. yeah that's I, my I like intent. the respect yeah, yeah. um those are at least off the top of my head, the big three, like, please don't do those things, mm-hmm. please. We have enough very rough people in this community. <laughs> uh, for the most part, MLB, the show community is great, but there are a handful of people that are not great. And those three are very, very high on the list for me. Um, I'm trying to think of like any any of the other very egregious things can you think of any off the top of your head of like yes because for me r twoing's close to the top of the list but for me you get two lifetime sentences if you throw in a lefty submarine and cap oh that's such a good point yeah. especially maybe three easy, life sentences yeah especially cuz how easy caps are to grind this year and yes. the fact you can like literally have a 70 stamina cap coming out of the pen and, and oh, like they don't lock your pitches that you're no. like if, if you're going to let players use their caps as pitchers they should only be allotted fastball curveball slider like no i'm getting submarine screwballs that are like 68 miles an hour that are just moving every which way like what do i yeah. do here how do i hit against this catching a 98 99 mile an hour sinker top of the zone just dotting from a submarine or yeah is it's it's not absolutely wild um, yeah, so submarine caps are. Uh, I I'm gonna take that a step farther. I think cat pitchers in general are yes. a, a bad call. Um, I know I talked about this on um, the stream deck with like Day and mm-hmm. Ants and all of them. Um, I would really really prefer that MLB the Show took caps out of Diamond Dynasty. I, I've said this since my podcast started. Yeah. If you want to use a, po- uh, a podcast, if you want to use a cap as a position player, I'll give you a pass. I know you can load that that card up, but it's a hitter. At most, I face it five times in the game, at yeah. most. However, the past two years, specifically 20 and now 21, the content is so good, you can't tell me there's not a real-life or legend player that you can't put at whatever position you want your cap to be. Like, it, there, there are good players everywhere. They're not going to be as good though. That's the issue. Is you're right. Like, like it, and I don't know. There's no one that's and that's that's the issue. Is I would prefer MLB the show take caps out of the game. Mm-hmm. But if everyone else is going to use a cap hitter, 
I'm not going to be disadvantaged <laughs> because I'm not using a cap hitter. Like I'm out here rocking a third baseman with Adalberto Mondesi swing 120 contact and 125 power against both sides as a yeah. switch hitter and diamond fielding. Like, okay, well, mm-hmm. it's in the game. That's you were going to have to deal with it, I guess. No, but, I mean, and that's like, it's within the rules. You know, it, yeah. it's exactly, it's, it's allowed to do. And I also just, I find it boring to grind up a cap. So I haven't done it. But, you have not even this year. No, I mean, I, I agree. Just, it was boring last year, but this year, yeah, uh, I, don't know. I know you can do all the glitches and stuff. I, yeah. mean, I, I get it. I'm just, I'm going to die on the Hill. If I will not use a cap this year. That's fair. I, uh, like I said, I prefer that they were taken out. I, I, I'm not big on it. Like I understand diamond dynasty is kind of a fantasy mode, but mm-hmm. like, I'd prefer they weren't. Yeah, they weren't there. <laughs> I'm trying to, and some of the other things I'm trying to think of, like people definitely should not ever, ever do. Um, I think changing pitchers in the middle of an at bat bothers me, but again, it's within the rules, so yeah. like that's that's fine. Um, slide stepping, unless I have a runner with 99 speed on first, please don't slide step me every pitch. Yeah, uh, I am very bad. My my weakness of MLB the show outside of hitting, I'm just like a very average hitter. Uh, I cannot control the base paths. Like I am mm. so bad at throwing people out, and it's most of the time because I get that stupid delay on the yeah, throwing it doesn't meter. Pop up for yeah, some it reason. just doesn't yeah. pop up, and he's halfway to second. I'm like, well, GGS, enjoy your free base. <laughs> Byron Buxton after bunting. Oh, that's the other thing. Okay, oh, yeah, we can talk about that too. Here we um, go. Bunting got so much better this year, and it makes no sense. I, I faced the guy on my world series run yesterday who batters two through eight hit 180 212 kenny lofton's his leadoff guy who's hitting 420 with him and i wonder effing why he bunted every single at bat and i only moved the second baseman in one time because i was like you know what he won't do it again and then he did yeah the if you if you get a bunt down to the second baseman for some reason their throwing animation to first base when it's just a couple of feet away is so slow. The other one that you can get is if you can get that a bunt down between the first baseman and the second baseman that the first baseman has to play. For some reason, the first baseman gets a wonky throw animation to throw to mm-hmm. the pitcher getting over. Well, and I've never seen a second baseman cover first in this game. Mm-mm. I grew up playing first base. I, I, you know, at the end of my career, I did not because I'm small, but. I was always taught the second baseman will be behind you. If you go field a bunt, the second baseman's there. I have never seen it once in this game. Yeah, uh, there's you can be pretty cheesy on the base pass if you have a runner at second and you like ground to the third baseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if the third baseman gets pulled off the bag and has to make a play over to first, no one goes and covers third. Like no, no, you're you're no guaranteed way. guaranteed open third base because no one's yep. going to be there to get that throwback. Yeah, I mean. That's again, technically it's within the rules, Yeah, but like guys, if you're playing in ranked seasons and you can't hit, don't play ranked seasons. Like I I don't realistically see how people can steal a win by bunting 20 times in a game. Yeah. I mean, people do it though. It's, I, you know, you can, you can very effectively at this point in the year have an incredibly fast lineup. Like you you can have one, one through eight. And even with your cap have, 90 speed uh, mm-hmm. as a pitcher like y- you could very conceivably bunt your way to a win if you did it effectively and it's it's, it's crazy to me like it's I, so frustrating there are 
a handful of acceptable situations to bunt. If you really want to sacrifice bunt, in this game, you shouldn't have to. But if you really want to sacrifice bunt in a late-game situation, hey, good baseball. I don't care. If, if, you're, if you're struggling to hit and you want to bunt against a shift, sure. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I'd rather swing away with Joey Gallo, but if you want to mm-hmm. drop it down the third baseline, you know, that's on me for not shifting back over. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just like swing the bat, please. One of the most frustrating things for me about this game is how aggressive the auto shift is. Oh, so like, it's egregiously terrible. It's I don't understand how people like, you know, Mike Trout have an auto shift on. It just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Like and it puts you in really bad position sometimes because you're like, this is a full full field sprayer here and we have an auto shift on. And then like, if you're not paying attention, you won't even notice that you have an auto shift on because it'll look like your shortstop mm-hmm. is basically just playing second base. Um, so it can be, yeah, auto. Sh- I hate auto shifts. I, I really wish the auto shift was taken out too. And late hits are already easy enough to get. Mm-hmm. So yep. now with an auto shift, it's just, you've got acres of land that you're going to hit to if yeah. you're late. It's just, yeah, there's there's things. Uh, I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten a we haven't gotten a patch yet. To be honest, for what specifically? I, in general, like Just we haven't general. gotten a gameplay patch in probably close to a month. I think, I think the they're petrified to do too many because last year yeah. the game patches ended up ruining the game. That's true. Uh, we need a hitting patch though. Like, <laughs> yeah, wonky I don't know. shit's happening. I don't know what's going on, but. Uh, you know, some change is better than no change at this point. Like fixed contact swings. Game. Yeah. Like contact oh, swings. Oh need to my go God. Away. That's another one we could put in the don't ever do that. <laughs> don't ever con don't contact swing every single pitch. No, if there's like, two strikes and you're trying to fight in that bat. Hey, I, I was a yeah. slap hitter growing up and in college. Yeah. Like, that's what I did. That's fine. Not every single pitch. Yeah. Contact. I don't understand what, because nothing has changed, right? Like they said they were happy with how the hitting engine was. Oh, last yeah. year, I think so. they just messed up the coding and a contact swing is a power swing, but with a large PCI. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make sense. That definitely, definitely needs to get fixed because it's really frustrating to be like watching the PCI on hall of fame and just see the PCI be massive because mm-hmm. they're just contact swing on everything. People and, do it when I play them in BR. I'm yeah, like, oh, sir, yeah, the PCI is already huge. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, um, but Ochev posted the other day that it's, and it's hundred percent right. Like one contact swing might be just a dead ball, like might not go anywhere, but then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the next contact swings, 110 mile per hour exit velocity. I've found again, just personal experience to kind of support what he said. If you contact swing and get it anywhere near the center of that PCI, obviously that's more of a barrel. Mm-hmm. When you contact swing, you get it on the, like the peripheral, like the outer, outer yeah. circle. It's just like, you're just like swinging like nothing at it. It's going nowhere. So I guess the outer portion is working like a contact swing should, but then you're getting like perfect, perfect 500 foot nukes. If you hit it in the middle. Yeah. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. I contact swinging is, is up there on, on frustrating things. Um, One of the things I would really like to see them do. And I've been saying this for a long time is like, there should be more swing and miss when there's two strikes in the count, like yes. this game needs to punish bad PCIs more, at least on comp. Like if you're playing uh road to the show or a franchise and you're playing on, you know, the simulation game setting fluky PCIs are going to, it's going to happen. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is baseball. I know the whole community is memeing that's baseball right now because oh, that wonky stuff's so going on. Yeah. But um 
if you're playing in a comp setting, you have to punish bad PCI placements. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I've obviously there's been rumors for like since launch that your opponent's PCI feedback is bugged for you. So it's showing you as a off, off PCI Homer, but for them, it might've been a, a decent PCI. Mm-hmm. Um, but the amount of bad PCI hits you are seeing and the, like the worst is sliders in, if yeah. someone catches a slider in, but off the PCI, it's a line drive to right field. Yeah. Or left field. And it's, yeah, it's just going to be a home run. Like if you get mm-hmm. it up enough, it's that kind of stuff needs to be like, you have to punish bad PCI. That's the skill gap is if you can't place your PCI, that's, that's the skill gap. So, I, and I can't tell you how many eight, nine, 10 pitch at bats I've been in, in ranked mm-hmm. where like I am purposely now because this person's in swing mode, swing, 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 got to protect. I'm throwing them inches off the plate on purpose and we're still getting foul balls. It could be a yeah. curveball at his back foot, and it's still a foul ball. I'm like, if, if it's like within a reasonable distance of the strike zone, you can barrel it up. It'll be much harder, but you can. If I'm yeah. throwing you stuff that's literally skipping in the dirt before it gets to home plate, there's no way you should be able to touch it. Yeah, and f- for that matter, um, the amount of perfect, perfect hits on out-of-zone pitches is Absurd. crazy. especially the fastball high and the yeah, fastball, fastball low. high the and... Uh, I, I get, I see a lot on like curveballs slow. It's, okay. it'll be like six inches below the zone and someone will catch a perfect, perfect at the bottom of the PCI. Yeah, only and, Vladimir Guerrero can do that. I think <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, um, or sinkers away. That's the other one too. Oh, you those happen a lot. off That's the plate and you'll yeah. just like, people will go oppo on it constantly. Like they're catching it as it's going out of the zone. So they're just yeah, following exactly. the path through. Yeah. Um, the, the bad PCI, bad PCI placement needs to be, um, punished a lot more it should result in a lot more swing and misses like mm-hmm. there's i understand that like if you catch a bad person online you'll strike out a lot of people but i mean learn to place your pci i'm sorry not to be yeah. rude but that that's always my thing is if you're gonna like i've had people comment or someone twitch gm'd me the other day that i beat them and they said profane things that i will not repeat here yeah and i just ignored it i reported blocked them whatever my response i wanted to be just like just play better like you won't yeah. strike out 19 times if you just yeah. play better. Yeah, that's always my favorite one is like someone comes in and they're like, throw strikes. I'm like, Stop swinging swing a junk. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> There's a great, a great mechanism built into the game of baseball called walks that yeah. if I'm going to continue throwing balls, guess what? You get a free first base, second base. Get, just we could do it. it all you the way keep around. going around. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I feel that. That, that would really help the skill gap, in my opinion. I've seen a lot of people online complain about check swings. I actually like them this year because the alternative is what we had last year, which is yeah. people being able to check swing constantly on pitches that mm-hmm. they just made a bad call to swing at. And they're they're, they're much, out. much better now. I'm just yeah. a bad check swinger no matter and the situation. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, I'm, I, that's one of the things that I'm actually happy that they made adjustments to, and I like the changes, but I've seen a fair amount of people complain about it online and I just don't agree with it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm checking the time here. looks like I've got you for like five more minutes. So let's just yeah. close here. I always ask my guests, obviously you're a pirates guy. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about the state of the pirates. I think it's talked about quite a bit. Yeah. What I am curious about though, what, Pirates, legends, flashback players, even guys from like 10 years ago that we don't have in the game, would you like to have? Like a Jason Bay-esque type of player. 
Well, I was going to say Jason Bay would have been my choice because he's my favorite pirate of all time. Okay. He's the reason I'm a gigantic pirate fan. I used to play with him in like MLB, the show 06, 07, mm-hmm. when he was like killing it as a pirate. And um, so getting him satisfied me like that. I don't need anyone else, but <laughs> if we're getting greedy, Oh yeah. Um, Doc Ellis would be pretty cool, especially right. if they threw in like an LSD no, no milestone card that would be pretty cool no hitter I mean, no they hitter take some liberties card. i don't know if they could take that yeah. one, <laughs> uh, even if it's a no hitter milestone card and it's yeah. kind of a wink wink like we yeah. know what actually went on there would be pretty cool um andy van slyke would be pretty cool hmm. uh, uh the big one of course is barry bonds right like oh yeah. yeah 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 like bonds would be the the peak pirate card probably i don't think he would get a pirate card i think it'd probably be a giant card mm-hmm. but I mean, that would still make the Pirates all-time team, of course. Someone like um, a someone like a Brian Giles might be cool too. Brian Giles would be cool. I, there's the thing is like that that mid two thousands Pirates era is just so littered with bad players. Yeah. Um, but to get like one or two names out of that would be cool. Um, the one thing that I've always struggled with is, especially with the Pirates theme team, is there's no Pirate relievers that get any sort of love and like you get you get goose gossage uh that is about it like being able to see like a jason grilly mark melanson throwback yeah mark melanson could get a decent throwback too yeah um but i mean there's been obviously you can't get felipe vasquez anymore but we don't like to talk about him anymore we like over the last 10 years the pirates have done a really good job of having very good relievers that then get traded for mm-hmm. um, kind of decent returns. And I would like to see a handful of those guys like get a Damaso Marte cards. who helped my Yankees once. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. The pirates, uh, they've been very well represented up to this point this year though. I mean, like I was looking at my right now, so I can go look at it. My pirates all time squad has Clemente and Wright. Swaggerty in center, which could very easily be Kutch within mm-hmm. a some few point. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason Bay in left. You have Stargell at first, Mazeroski at second. I think we're probably going to get an Adam Frazier player of the month card that can play short. I think so. We probably should. I mean, he's been pretty good. Um, eventually, you'll get Honus Wagner, right? Yeah, like you've got Kebrian at third. Yep. yep. And Kebrian at third. And then you have uh, Jason Kendall and Jacob Stallings at catcher. And then the rotation is Quinn Priester, AJ Burnett, Garrett Cole, Joe Musgrove, Shane Bass. That's an all diamond team to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, like honest to God, yeah. the they've been very good to the Pirates so far yeah. this year, uh, which is great because last year it was hard to put together. <laughs> well, team. I'm, I'm not saying SDS listens to this podcast because they probably don't. But a few <laughs> months ago, I had Ty Guy on and I believe we both agreed that the Angels needed a Troy Gloss card. And yeah. I mean, look where we are. So yeah. maybe we'll get something you want. <laughs> going going into this year i was like everyone would come in and they'd be like what who do you want to see who what legend would you want to see it was every single time i answered that question it was jason bay and getting jason bay was that was a good feeling that that one really meant a lot to me personally so <laughs> so let's end it on that high note um nutsy tell everyone where to find you if they have not already for some reason seen you on tiktok or or somewhere else where can they get you 
So you can get me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash of course. Uh, you'll see that little check mark by my name, uh, which feels very good. Humble brag. Go ahead and I like shut it. that out, Ron. Yeah, <laughs> humble brag on that one. Uh, on TikTok, I'm Nutsipoo at Nutsipoo. Twitter, I'm at Nutsipoo underscore TTV. And on YouTube, I'm Nutsipoo as well. I got very lucky being able to get my screen name across all of my different social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to check me out, that's, that's where you'll find me. Uh, I stream Monday through Thursdays around 8 15 ish eastern p.m i try to drop youtube videos here and there and then one to two tiktoks a day basically so plenty of content coming from me (laughs) and guys um you'll be listening to this on tuesday i will be streaming tonight 6 30 p.m eastern time uh we're gonna grind out the player of the month for uh may we don't know who it is yet i'm sure we will talk extensively about it in stream and then again on the podcast for next week um please Lord, baby, Jesus, Ramon, give me Jesse Winker for the lightning. It's gonna be Marcus Simeon. I think it's going to be Simeon. I really want yeah. Jesse Winker, but I think we'll get a Winker. So that's, that's fine. Um, but guys, that's it. Uh, Nutsy, thank you again for being here and uh, hope everyone enjoys the player of the month collection, all the content coming up. And I will talk to you all next week.